1: And welcome back everybody once again. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King and we're set to go on our special edition March Madness NCAA tournament against the Spread podcast and Victor we're really fired up about that this time of the year. We enjoyed a great run during the football season and as we always do or we have done in the past year we're doing it again our March Madness special extravaganza show and welcome aboard. I know you've got your brackets all filled out. I've got mine filled out Victor and A lot to talk about on this show here. We'll see if we can get it all in together. We're going to hop out to Las Vegas and join in with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com to find out what's going on in Vegas for March Madness. Our good buddy Brian Blessing, also from Las Vegas, is going to join us on the show this week. And we'll share with you a breakdown of a couple of key games on the NCAA tournament opening round cards. We'll touch a little bit on the weekend round two games as well. A lot to talk about on the show here this week, Victor. And let's start it off, if we will, about the matchups themselves. And uh, we were all glued to the televisions, as everybody was, on Selection Sunday when it came around, as were a lot of basketball teams around the country. Some teams were joyous. Some were sad. I think overall, in my honest opinion here, I think the NCAA tournament got it pretty much right. There's a few things that we can talk about, and we will, about some major mistakes they made. But what was your take, Victor, overall overall? on this year's seeding and pairings in the NCAA Tourney.
2: Well, Mark, we'll dive right into it. And, you know, there were some seeds that are a little bit uh, perhaps too high, a few that are a little bit too low as well. Uh, Off the top of my head, I think that Oklahoma State is a team that is seeded too low with their number 10 seeding. I would also say the same thing for the Rhode Island Rams. Their number 11 seed is a little bit too low. In terms of uh, teams that received a seating perhaps a little bit too high, I would submit to you a team like uh, UCLA. Yeah, they're a good team. They're top five at offense in terms of efficiency. That is for sure, but I think once they win their first-round game, they're going to have their hands full in the second round. I think Butler at number four is seated too high as well. Uh, Maryland, number six also. You can make a case that, uh, in fact, a lot of the Big Ten teams are seated too high. In fact, there's even a little bit of a mini-controversy involving the Big Ten teams and some teams that are seated too high and too low, and you're scratching your head a little bit. Uh, Finally, I don't think that USC should have received an at-large bid. I would definitely have thrown in Syracuse in there. They would have been a favorite against USC. But uh, perhaps we can expand a little bit on some of this mini-controversy involving the Big Ten teams, Mark.
1: Yeah, the Big Ten teams themselves, Victor. You talk about overseeds and underseeds. Uh, I personally think out of the Big Ten, there were two teams that fit that particular bill here. I think an overseed was the Minnesota Golden Gophers, who did have a good year. Rick Patino, Richard Patino, I should say, their head coach, Big Ten coach of the year. He was awarded that for the reward that he did with the program, but you know, the bottom line to me is this basketball team is seated higher than Michigan. And I scratch my head and wonder what the justification in that was. Uh, I guess maybe it's a body of work for the season as opposed to the way that they closed out the end of the year. But if you award teams for their play at the end of the year, I think Michigan should have been the higher seed than them. I also think Wisconsin was under here as well. This is a team that... Uh, as we well know in the Playbook newsletter, uh, is a five-returning starter team that I look to make some noise in this tournament here. They did play in the Big Ten Championship game, and uh, it was one of our, our, our listeners, our viewers from the Coffee Club, which we're now doing on a daily basis, our daily Coffee Club, where I send an email out each and every morning in your email box to share with you my views and thoughts on the card every day. And uh, for our listeners out there who, by the way, aren't in tune with the Coffee Club, you can sign up for the Coffee Club free throughout March Madness. All you need to do is log on at playbook.com, click on the Coffee Club logo, and I'll send you a Coffee Club, have coffee with me each and every morning. And Sonny uh, pointed out the fact that uh, in the pairings, in the seedings here, you know, why was it uh, that you found Wisconsin seated lower than Minnesota. Wisconsin finished higher than they did in the conference standings. They made it to the championship round of the in, a Big Ten tournament, and they beat Minnesota twice. Yet Minnesota was the higher seed. So I think uh, that all validates the fact that I think personally Minnesota is overseeded here. Wisconsin underseeded. I agree with you with Rhode Island. This is a real sleeper basketball team, Victor. That was really laden with injuries a lot of the year, has a lot of talent, and those people came back healthy. They're on a roll right now. You want to watch this team, they could make some noise in this tournament. Another overseed in my mind was South Carolina, uh, a basketball team out of the SEC who was just an ordinary team at best. I think if they would have been in NIT, they would have been a two or three seed, let alone making this particular tournament. And perhaps the justification for that might be that when you look at uh, from our March Madness Tournament guide, of which we're going to let listeners know out there. Right now it's available. There's a ton of information in the NCAA March Madness Tournament Guide. You can download that at playbook.com as well. In the Tournament Guide, South Carolina just happens to be the worst team in the tournament in offensive field goal, or I should say defensive field goal percentage uh, it's a basketball team that uh, is very, very soft defensively, a team that, uh, again, I think is overseeded here as well. And uh, on the flip side of all this, Victor, as we talk here, you mentioned Syracuse, a basketball team that you thought maybe should be here uh, and perhaps Southern Cal shouldn't. There's a couple of other teams that maybe should have been in this tournament as well. Maybe Illinois State, arguably okay. out of the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about them in, in depth there. I think there's also the cry that Wichita State was uh, underseated here as well, a top-10 team that was seated number 10 in this tournament. It doesn't make a lot of sense, that justification, but we'll talk about that because that's going to be one of the games we're going to analyze here. But obviously this the NCAA tournament doesn't give the – uh, Missouri Valley Conference, a lot of credence. You know, Illinois State played as good as any team did in the country for most of the year, and yet they end up going to the NIT tournament. But let me say this. There are two teams that didn't get invites here that perhaps cried a little bit, thought they should have been here. But you look, t- I'm talking about out-of-the-pack 12 conference, namely California and Utah, two teams that were up near the top of the standings all season long, but lo and behold, as we do this I show on Wednesday, what do we find? First round NIT tournament games, California-Utah double-digit favorites lose straight up at home in those basketball games, so cut the whining, guys. Right. If you couldn't, win your, you couldn't win your NIT tournament game, you had no justification for being in this March Madness tournament as well. Those are kind of, Victor, my takes on some of the invites the overseeds underseeds uh and as i say a lot of this comes out of our playbook march madness tournament guide it's a labor of love i can tell you our staff put a ton of work into this. Uh, Victor did a great job putting together uh, all, if you take a look at the March Madness Tournament Guide, you're going to find round-by-round tournament histories. Victor did that out of his database. It's just terrific information all the way through the NCAA championship game. We've got game write-ups on every tournament game on the opening round. Stats and trends like you wouldn't believe. Tournament seed records, the best coaches in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the top 16 coaches, download your copy of the March Madness Tournament Guide right now at playbook.com. It'll be well worth what it, – it, it's only $20. We haven't raised the price on that at all. It'll get you the best information you can put your hands on, the NCAA Playbook March Madness Tournament Guide. Victor, any final thoughts before we roll it over? We're going to hop out to Las Vegas in June with Andy Isco. But before we do that, any other final thoughts on the tournament card that we did not touch on?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Fast and Furious too, if you will. First off, you mentioned the labor of love and Mark, we got to throw the names out there right from the top. Of course, Mark is the point man in regards to our March Madness tournament guide. Uh, You mentioned myself, don't forget MJR, Mark Jr. We are the database grunts. We go in there, we supply a lot (laughs) of the numbers. We got the guys like Gary and Jeff who are in the database providing us with material we got to Colleen putting it all together here in the office. We got Hurricane Billy who's contributing updates. Don't forget Charles who takes all this and puts it together in a really, really slick, sharp-looking publication. And then, of course, we got Jim, our webmaster, the behind-the-scenes guy who is taking care of loading the uh, newsletter, putting it online. So, I mean, I think that's nine people who really comprise this newsletter and the number one thing that you mentioned, it is truly a labor of love, but uh, definitely thank you to everybody uh, in terms of, I got a couple of the uh, bold predictions. If you will, you mentioned the big 10 mark. My number one, bold uh, uh, prediction is that no big 10 teams make it out of opening weekend. There might Ooh. be one in, in Wisconsin, but they might be the only one that makes it out of the opening weekend. Number two, Middle Tennessee State makes it to the Elite Eight, the Blue Raiders, taking on that uh, Minnesota team that perhaps was seeded too high. St. Mary's makes it to the Elite Eight with wins over Arizona and against Florida State. I think only one number one seed makes it to the Final Four, and that uh, team being uh, Villanova. Uh, Finally, I think Cincinnati will make Lamar Ball and UCLA shut up with a second-round win against UCLA as well, uh, Cincinnati. So you got some bold predictions there. And, Mark, before we get into the Andy segment, you may want to touch very, very quickly on, okay, by now, all sharp bettors are aware when a 5 takes on a 12, we're always looking to bet on the 12 seed. We're even looking to take that number 12 seed on the money line because they win almost half the time, only three times since 1988, as a number 12 seed failed to beat a number five seed, the number 12 seeds have gone 22-12 and two ATS in the last nine years. And in- included in one of those games is that Minnesota-Middle Tennessee State game, a game which is uh, went uh, and carried over the number zero. Minnesota was originally the favorite of three in the game. They are now an underdog as the Blue Raider money is pounding in right now.
1: And I can say this to that, Victor, here in our coffee club send out today on Wednesday, I hit on the fact about number 12 and number five seeds. Every number 12 seed has taken the money thus far out of the gate. All the talking heads on CBS, ESPN, Fox Sports are all that's their that's their new mantra is this uncovering. if you will, of number 12 seed success (laughs) against number five. We've been hitting on it in the playbook basketball newsletter for years now. But because of all the talking heads being on it, the success of the number 12 seeds Every move has gone to the number 12 seed, even as you say, Victor, to the point where Middle Tennessee State is now favored over Minnesota, a 12 favored over a five. That's only, by the way, the fourth time it's ever happened in NCAA tournament history, a 12 being favored over a five. One other quick note before we uh, wrap up this segment and go out to Andy Isco in Las Vegas. Some other teams. I did fill out my bracket. You can view them online at CBS Sports. Uh, you, uh, I tweeted it out. My bracket is a complete bracket, is available there, or check it out at CBS Sports if you want my complete bracket. I agree with you. A lot, a lot of what you said, Victor, here, you had uh, mentioned the Cincinnati Bearcats taking down, uh, I believe, it was it UCLA?
2: UCLA, right. Uh,
1: yeah, I have the same thing. I, I think the Bearcats will take UCLA down. You talk offense and defense, one has it, the other doesn't. And, uh, I also have a little bit of surprise, I think in this first round, we're going to tell you why, once we get more into a breakdown of our featured marquee games, uh, two games here, I'll get into that a little bit more in depth. Other sleeper teams that I hit, I agree with you totally on St. Mary's. It's a basketball team. They've only lost to two teams this year, uh, uh, unbelievable only two Gonzaga took him out three times but this team is really right. loaded and a really quality mm-hmm. basketball team and uh, I look for them to be a sleeper team I look for Cincinnati to be a sleeper team and I'll say one more thing in passing here Everybody is off the Oregon bandwagon because of the loss of Boucher uh, in the end, in the Pac-12 tournament. I am not. I think this is a deeply experienced basketball team. They went to Spain in the offseason here. They were a really cohesive bunch, a powerful basketball team, and I think they're going to make noise, and I think, in fact, they make it to the Final Four. I've got them uh, knocking off Kansas, if you will, in an Elite Eight game. But check it all out, my bracket, at CBSSports.com, or better yet, Check it all out in the Playbook March Madness Tournament Guide. Get your hands on a copy today, guys. It'll be the best move you make. Get it now online at playbook.com. Don't go away. When we come back, we're going to hop out to Las Vegas and check with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com to get the Vegas vibe and find out what's going on in Vegas for March Madness when we're back after this brief short break.
0: sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sportsbook online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account. And start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed. That's mybookie.A as in Apple and G as in games. Tell them Mark Lawrence sent you. Only the biggest, only the best. Only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Think you know sports?
3: Let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game. Now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code FREEFIREFAN it's fun it's social it's competitive it's interactive it's free and it's going to change the way you approach game day at firefan.com play by yourself form a league do live chats and get in the game today at firefan.com get a free download now by entering the code freefirefan That code again is Free Fire Fan. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code Free Fire Fan now at firefan.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King on this special edition of our March Madness NCAA Tournament Against the Spread podcast. And, Victor, as we were in break, I was doing just that at FireFan.com. I was getting my six free tokens for the day. Each and every day you can get free tokens, play the games free at FireFan.com. We're going to get more into that a little bit in the show when we visit with Brian Blessing in Las Vegas down the road in a segment or two. But uh, meanwhile, it's time to hop out to Las Vegas and check in with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Andy, it's been a while since we talked to you. Last time we talked, we were getting ready for the Super Bowl game. Now we're getting ready for March Madness in the NCAA tournament. And I know, having been in Vegas in years past before, it's a crazy time in Vegas come March Madness tourney games.
4: Yes, Mark, it's great to be with you uh, again. It's been a couple of months since uh, we uh, did the uh, Super Bowl and uh, the wrap-up of football season. And, of course, at that point, uh, things calmed down in Las Vegas for a little bit. But most sports books directors will tell you that the next four days are amongst the most exciting, most frenetic, and most heavily wagered-upon days of the year in Las Vegas. The folks have started to come into town. And, of course, with the uh, first uh, four games being played uh, to set things up, you will not be able to get a, a seat at a sports book on a Thursday through uh, uh, through Sunday. And, of course, add on top of that the festivities of St. Patrick's Day on Friday. It promises to be an outstanding four days once again here in Vegas.
1: Boy, I'd like to be a policeman issuing tickets in Las Vegas this particular week, especially St. Patty's Day. It sounds like it's going to be a zoo in Las Vegas. I've been out there before, Andy, during March Madness, and I know what a great time it is. And... Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, of all the venues uh, and the sporting events that happen in Vegas, the times of the year, if March Madness doesn't find the rooms booked the most, is it uh, either New Year's Eve or the Super Bowl? Does March Madness, how does that fit right into the equation?
4: It fits in there quite nicely. I would say that when you consider the four days of action for the uh, first four days of the tournament that volume exceeds what will be done on the uh, Super Bowl don't know that it'll quite approach at least the uh, uh, the number of visitors in town compared to New Year's Eve but certainly considering you're talking about midweek beginning on a Thursday as opposed to New Year's Eve which could be of course any day in the Super Bowl which will be Sunday uh, it'll be about as crowded in Las Vegas as as it gets for a minimum of two weekdays and of course then add in the weekend and uh, uh, it'll be a Affected a little bit this year because of some of the flights that were canceled due to the weather concerns on the East Coast. But for those people who are able to uh, make arrangements and get in a little bit later in the week, there's still plenty of time. And uh, the books will will welcome you with open arms and uh, provide uh, plenty of uh, entertainment for you. And, of course, one thing to keep in mind now with the advent of the mobile apps that are available You do not need to be a resident of Las Vegas to have a mobile app and bet from your hotel room or in the sports book on your smartphone. Uh, You can just register, put up a deposit while you're in town. Of course, you can't use it when you're out of Nevada. But while you're here for the three, four days, uh, you'll avoid a lot of lines at a lot of the uh, more popular sports books, and you'll be able to get involved with almost every game. Now. In fact, I would say every game and most of the major sports books, uh, in game wagering on, uh, virtually every contest and every timeout. you'll have a three to five minute window to, uh, make adjustments. If your game is going the way you thought of, or, or if you have second thoughts and say, you know, maybe I ought to make a little bit of a reverse here.
1: Nothing like the world of mobile apps today, Andy. Uh, I know our PlaybookCube.com app has been uh, really, really popular, wide received. Uh, It's a great resource and a great way to stay in touch, stay connected mobily. Uh, as they're doing now in Las Vegas these days, Andy, major moves. I know those are, uh, we just completed our playbook March madness tournament guide newsletter. And as we were doing the newsletter here, games were moving uh, pretty good. Any major moves that you think are noteworthy to pass along to our listeners here that we should keep an eye on throughout the first opening round games.
4: Yeah. By the way, let me compliment you and your staff once again on an outstanding uh, tourney publications, uh, a lot uh, more difficult these days to get reliable uh, fact-checked information. And you, Mark, and, uh, and your folks have been at the top of the list for, oh gosh, what, I think at least about 15, 20 years, if not more. Now, wh- when we look at moves, there are two different types of moves that we can look at. One will be the game moves, the individual games to be played Thursday and Friday, and of course the moves for the tournament futures, which have been so popular. You know, Places like the Westgate actually put up, to, uh, tournament odds for this season's tournament right at the conclusion of last year's tournament uh when Villanova won its its title uh, the very next day or within 2 or 3 days you could uh, make wagers on who was going to win this year then after they have basically a full year of wagering when the field was announced this past Sunday uh evening uh the Westgate and other sports books took down all those old odds and put up odds based upon the 68 teams invited to the uh, tournament so even though we've got a number of teams that are in the field mostly the 14 15 and 16 seeds uh, we've had some movement uh, for some of the more popular teams for example north carolina opened at six to one odds to win it all they've been bet down to five to one kansas another one of the uh, pre-tournament favorites opened at eight to one they were bet down to six to one Arizona, another popular team, along with Gonzaga, both in the Western Regional. Both of those were bet down. Arizona opened 12 to one; they've been bet down to 10 to one. Gonzaga opened at 10 to one; they've been bet down to nine to one. Now there have also been some of the longer shot teams that have seen some early action, causing their odds to be reduced. Wichita State opened at 80 to one; they've been played down to 60 to one. Michigan also 80 to one, down to 60 to one, perhaps generating some enthusiasm from their tremendous run. In the Big Ten tournament. St. Mary's, uh, the other representative from the West Coast Conference, opened 100 to 1. bet down to 40 to one. And finally, uh, a team that has received a lot of attention and is the very popular choice to pull one of what the public at large will consider to be an upset. But uh, those of us who have been following the sport throughout the uh, last uh, uh, six, seven months, middle Tennessee state opened at 300 to one odds. They pulled the stunner over Michigan state in the opening round last year as a 15th seed. They've been adjusted down, bet down to 100 to one. Now at the same time, some teams, including some of the more popular teams, have actually been adjusted upwards based upon the action that came in on those teams that I just mentioned. For example, the overall number one seed, Villanova, opened at ten. At, excuse me, at eight to one. They've been adjusted upwards to ten to one. Duke has gone from five to one to seven to one. Kentucky, eight to one, up to ten to one. And teams like Louisville, twelve up to fifteen. Oregon, twenty-five up to thirty. Lar- lot, largely due to the injury to Boucher, who uh, that injury could affect that team, uh, not necessarily in its first-round game against Iona, but going forward. Uh, Florida, a team that struggled late, uh, bet, uh, excuse me, adjusted from 30 to 40. SMU, 30 to 40. And Butler, a team that's received a lot of attention, actually was adjusted, opening at 50 to 1. They're up to 60 to 1. So those are more, some of the more significant moves in the first two to three days of action at the Westgate regarding tournament futures.
1: Andy Isco from thelogicalapproach.com in Las Vegas, keeping a pulse on what's going on in the March Madness tournament games as far as moves have been concerned. Victor, before I get to the futures from Andy Isco, and he's going to talk about some of the futures in Las Vegas as we speak right now, I know there's a question you want to run by him as well.
2: Good stuff there, Andy. Let's talk number five versus number 12. I know the talking heads on the ESPNs, the Fox Sports, the CBS. They're jumping into this like it's something new. Sharp handicappers like yourself and Mark, you've been on board for, what, 10, 15, 20 years, this number five versus 12 angle in the first round. Now, we covered the Notre Dame-Princeton game earlier in the uh, podcast today. Maybe we can get your uh, remarks, your opinions on the other three five versus 12 matchups and the fact that the lines are moving down. Virginia, number five seed over NC Wilmington. Uh, they went for, what, number, minus 10 points to minus 7 against the Seahawks. There's some Seahawk money coming in there. Iowa State opened 6.5 over uh, a team from your neck of the woods there, Nevada. That uh, game down to minus 6, even some minus five and a halfs out there. And, of course, the one game you just touched on, which has crossed over the number of 0, Minnesota, the number 5 seed, opened 3 over Middle Tennessee State. The Blue Raiders getting big-time action now. Your opinions on any of those 3-5 versus 12 uh, games, uh, Andy?
4: Well, the Iowa State-Nevada game is a particularly interesting one for the folks out here. Of course, the uh, Mountain West Conference, uh, of course, UNLV, our uh, local team, plays in that conference. That conference was way down this year. It wasn't that far ago, that long ago, that the conference actually received five bids to the NCAA tournament, the automatic bid plus four at-large. Uh, Last year, just one bid and one bid again this year. Iowa State has competed with the best teams in the country. Uh, They've uh, played an outstanding conference. I actually have the Big 12 and the ACC virtually rated evenly. And although there is some sentiment that there's a lot of uh, fine players on this Nevada team, they really haven't been tested. So I'm amongst the group that thinks that that is not a very likely uh, 12 versus 5 upset, though I certainly wouldn't rule it out. It's just that it's a tough matchup for Nevada. They do a lot of the things that Iowa State does, only Iowa State Does them better. When we look at the Minnesota Middle Tennessee uh, matchup, that one is a little bit of a conundrum because if you're a contrarian, you actually would be on the Minnesota side in this game, which is the number five seed. Because as you pointed out, Victor, Middle Tennessee has been the darling of the media. They've come to the attention of uh, the uh, general basketball. Uh, following public over the last three, four days, even though those of us who have been following these teams all year know about Middle Tennessee. I referred to them a few minutes ago uh, when I talked about the uh, upset that they pulled over Michigan State in last year's tournament. Uh, So I can understand the move for Middle Tennessee. I can see them winning. I've got them uh, picked in my bracket. However, I will respect the committee. Making Minnesota a number five seed seemed a stunner to a lot of folks. So they must have seen something in their analysis that, that said that Minnesota warranted to be warranted to be seated as high as they were. So uh, the committee, you know, sometimes they get justified. They were criticized a lot for Syracuse last year for including them in the tournament at all. And they made Syracuse a number 10 seat and all Syracuse did was make it to the final four. So the committee has a little bit of ammunition as far as defending its uh, positions, as far as not just including teams, but also seating them. So that does, does give me a little bit of cause of concern for middle tennessee and minnesota uh, you mentioned, uh, you talked about Notre Dame and Princeton. That's one I'm going to find very difficult for Princeton because I think Notre Dame is better than a number five seed. So that sort of leaves me with the Virginia-NC Wilmington matchup. And I know a lot of folks, we did a seminar prior to the uh, tournament uh, with some of the local handicappers here in Las Vegas, and this was a game that was touched upon quite a bit. A lot of people uh, remember Wilmington giving Duke a battle last year at uh, at the half. They were very close in that game. Duke, of course, went on to win that game. A lot of people think that that same thing could happen this year. This is a game where we've got a relatively low total of 136 and yet a very high point spread of about nine to 10 points favoring Virginia. Virginia is an outstanding defensive team, uh, but somewhat uh, limited on offense. Interesting statistical note, and I'm sure uh, that uh, you and Mark have both noticed this, that for the season, uh, North Carolina Wilmington averaged about 19 points per game more offensively than did Virginia. But Virginia, by almost the identical margin, allowed about 19 points per game less than did NC Wilmington. It's almost a game that sets up nicely. If you like Virginia to cover that big number, it probably stays under. If you like that game to go over, NC Wilmington is probably going to end up not just covering the spread, but possibly pulling an upset. And for those of us who followed NC Wilmington all year, uh, they've uh, had a very solid resume put together. There is the concern about the quality of competition, especially when it comes to teams in the ACC, because that conference was so loaded, so deep that these teams were tested a night in and night out. And uh, NC Wilmington, certainly over the last two to three months of conference play, did not face any team like what they're going to see in Virginia.
1: A recap from Andy Isco about what's going on in Las Vegas with the March Madness tournament games. And you mentioned Virginia, Andy, and in our pre- our March Madness tournament guide, the playbook tournament guide, we alluded to the fact that Virginia is a one team under machine They're the lowest scoring team in the tournament, and they also allow the fewest points in the tournament as well. They like to set the pace in those basketball games. We'll see exactly how that fares out. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Andy publishes great information. You can download his newsletters online at TheLogicalApproach.com. That's TheLogicalApproach.com to get your hands on Andy Isco's information Information that you'll want to have all throughout the March Madness tournament. Andy, before I let you go, two things. One, if you would let our listeners know about some of the major moves you've seen on these opening round games, specifically head to head matchups and your complimentary play on the show in the opening round games as well.
4: OK, Mark, let's take a look at uh, the movement on some of these opening games for Thursday and Friday. And really, when we look at the moves as we are recording this on Wednesday, uh, there haven't been significant line moves. In fact, just three games I show uh, from the Westgate here in Las Vegas that have shown moves of greater than one point uh the minnesota middle tennessee game that we just talked about as far as 512 matchups actually opened with minnesota a one and a half point favorite that game has been bet down to pick them and there's a lot of speculation leading up to uh tip-off time that middle tennessee may go off a small one or one and a half point favorite as that team matches up very nicely against minnesota and if you take a look at the resume this is a team that uh had some very impressive non-conference Power five conference wins in pre conference play. So Minnesota, Middle Tennessee has been the big mover on Thursday. Two games on Friday that uh, uh, are worth noting the Michigan Oklahoma State game. Uh, Opened with uh, this game a pick'em. We all saw Michigan with its tremendous run through the Big Ten tournament. Oklahoma State struggling a little bit over the last part of the season after a very strong late run in the Big 12 Conference. That game opened pick'em. This game actually has moved two and a half points up to Michigan, a two and a half point favorite. I'm expecting in that game that we will see the line perhaps reach three. And then a lot of the sharp professionals, a lot of the handicappers, a lot of the Guys who follow this game week in and week out throughout the season will take the plus three with Oklahoma State, and this line probably goes back down. Not going to say quite to pick them, but wouldn't be surprised if Michigan uh, closes as a very small one-point favorite. Those were really the major moves. We've seen a lot of movement, for example, of single points in the final uh, pod on Friday Oregon has moved from 14 to 15 against Iona. Creighton has come down from minus one to pick 'em against Rhode Island. And UCLA has gone from 17 up to 18 against Kent State. And that's, that's the one region where we've seen significant movement on all three of the games. The game between Kansas State and Cincinnati has just come up this morning, so we haven't had a chance to see any movement in that one.
1: A lot of moves on tap as we would expect on the NCAA tournament card as reported by Andy Isco from the And Andy, once again, I know our listeners are salivating, wanting to know what you're looking at as far as the complimentary play is on this opening round card.
4: I'm gonna to go to the games on Thursday in the Milwaukee region and specifically the game that is going to start at ten thirty AM Pacific time between Winthrop and Butler. I like this Butler team quite a bit. I actually, in a number of the brackets that I fill out, have them reaching as far as the Final Four. This is a very well-coached, well-disciplined, smart basketball-playing team that has two victories over the number one overall seed in the tournament, Villanova, including the second one, which was a revenge game for Villanova, and neither of those wins were flukes for Butler. However, they're a team that doesn't really play Up tempo offense. We've seen this uh, a number of times in the tournament, where the lines do come into play in some of these early round games, where you've got favorites who do enough to win against an underdog that is better prepared for the tournament than most people might be familiar with, and that's the case with Winthrop. I'm looking for Winthrop to give Butler a battle throughout their contest. I think Butler emerges with a win, probably around five to eight points, is the way that I've got this one pegged, pegged, laying eleven to twelve points. seems a little bit too much for a Butler theme, team that will do a little bit more than survive in advance, but not enough to cover the double digit point spread.
1: Andy Isco likes Winthrop in that matchup against Butler, a team that he likes in the tournament, but he sees value with Winthrop in this basketball game for his complimentary play on the show today. Andy, once again, a great job on the show today. We enjoyed having you joining us for our March madness, special extravaganza, special edition podcast show. And we're going to look forward to visiting with you once again next week For our Sweet 16 edition, I'm going to wish you the best of luck this week and may have the ball bounce your way this weekend.
4: Thank you, Mark. I do want to point out one other thing. We talk about the 5 versus 12. The 6 versus 11 has provided as many upsets of the 11 beating the 6 over the 32-year history of seeding. So keep an eye on some of those 11 seeds as well. History suggests, and I believe it's in seven of the last nine tournaments, at least six double-digit seeds. Of uh, Those are seeded 10 through 15. Of course, 16 has never beaten a one, but 10 through 15, six uh, seeds have advanced past the first round in seven of the last nine tournaments.
1: Great information from Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Perhaps, Andy, will talk about some of those 6-11 seed matchups advancing into the Sweet 16 round when we visit with you next week. Once again, best of luck this weekend.
4: Thanks, guys. Have a great opening weekend.
1: That was Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And with that, it's time right now for Victor and I to do our opening round games on the tournament card this week. we got some dandy of basketball games on tap this week. Victor, let's start it off with the game that Andy talked a little bit about, the Princeton-Notre Dame matchup, if you will. A matchup of another 12-versus-5 seed, one of the four 12-versus-5 seeds on the card this particular weekend. How do you see Princeton-Notre Dame shaking out this week?
2: Always good stuff by Andy. He's picking up. He's in midseason form. We enjoyed him <laughs> in our football show. And, man, oh, man, does he add a lot of good stuff to our podcast, Mark. Uh, Princeton-Notre Dame, a 5 versus a 12. And uh, from a totals perspective, we're going to be going against the grain in both of these games we talk about, the Thursday and the Friday game, starting with this one in Buffalo, New York, the Key Bank Center at 12.15 Eastern time on Thursday. Princeton-Notre Dame, the action is moving toward the over very, very slightly. It opened at 132.5 for you over-under players. It's been bet up to 134 as we speak. And let's take a look at the Princeton team from the Ivy League. The first time Ivy League ever had a conference tournament. They had a Final Four, uh, which they played off on Saturday, and they had a championship game on Sunday. Princeton comes in with a ten and thirteen over under record on the season seventy two point one points per game on offense only sixty one and a half allowed on defense. A case of two different seasons from an over under perspective for the Tigers started one and ten over under in conference play in their first eleven conference games. However, they closed the season by going over the total in each of their last five games. That included two overs in the Ivy League tournament, in which they went over by nine and a half points against Penn and over by a half a point against JL in that final. So, a big flourish in terms of over results for Princeton. With that said, we always want to point out that when there's an Ivy League team playing in the first round of the NCAA tournament, folks, we are always looking to go low, go slow. They tend to play a much slower-paced game, and that is indeed the case for Princeton. Out of 351 college basketball teams, they're ranked number 336 in tempo, in pace of play. Possessions per 40 minutes, 62.8. Again, they are the 16th slowest offense in all of college basketball, the Princeton Tigers. On the flip side, you got the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame. Let me say one quick thing about Notre Dame. And that I like Princeton as a dog in this game. And they could potentially pull off an upset. But if Notre Dame does get past Princeton in this first game, I think they got a shot at the Final Four, actually. So it could very easily be a one and done for Notre Dame. Or that underrated coach, Mike Bray, could take them all the way to the Final Four. With that said, we're talking over-unders here. Notre Dame 14-13-1 and one over-under. They kind of started their season in an opposite fashion compared to Princeton. Notre Dame went 9-4 over-under in their first 13 conference games, but they finished the season by going under the total in six of their last seven games. That included 1-2 and two in the ACC tournament. They went over against Virginia, then under against Florida State, and finally under against Duke in that championship game in terms of tempo. They're kind of a middle-of-the-road team, a little bit closer to the bottom half for Notre Dame. They're ranked number 220 out of 351 in tempo, 66.7 possessions per game. What I like or what I think is interesting in regards to Notre Dame is they are historically a good low scoring under team in the NCAA tournament. They've gone 5-16 and 1 over under in their last 22 NCAA tournament games including 2 and 12 over under when favored in the Big Dance. Uh, interesting to see that 85 to 90% of the early over-under action of this game is actually on the over. So, Mark, what we're going to do here is uh, uh, on Wednesday as we're recording this podcast, we're going to let the line get as high as it can, and it's currently up to 134 before we make our move and go under the total when Princeton plays Notre Dame. Again, one of the earlier tip-off games on Thursday under the total, total Tigers versus Fighting Irish.
1: Look for the Irish and the Tigers to go under 134 or more. Victor King likes the under total in that basketball matchup on Thursday. Another 12 versus five seeded pairing. Princeton comes into this tournament on a major winning run. they won 19 games in a row, including winning the new formatted Ivy League tournament for the first time ever. The Ivy League did a four-team tournament. To pronounce their champion, Princeton won that tournament, part of this 19-0 and winning run to end the basketball season here. This is a well-balanced basketball team that has four starters at average double digits for the Tigers here coming in onto the floor in this game. They've also fared well against the ACC. The last 20 games, Princeton's taken on a team from the ACC conference. They've cashed 14 of those 20 games including 13-2 their last 15. Princeton doesn't back down from teams out of the ACC. Notre Dame comes in off a disappointing loss in the ACC championship game, if you will, to the Duke Blue Devils here. They've struggled, the Irish have, in this tournament. The last 17 games, they've only won eight of them on the scoreboard, going 5-12 and 12 to the spread. Mike Bray, their head coach, has also struggled along the way, just 9-14 and 14 to the spread in NCAA tournament games. 3-10 and 10 is a favorite. And as I mentioned here, another matchup of a 12 versus a 5 seed. Those 12 seeds against 5 seeds are 20, 10, and 2 pushes. 20 wins, 10 losses, 2 pushes to the number 12 seed since 2009. But better than yet when they're taking 3 or more points and they're taking on a 5 seed off a loss, they're 16-4 and four to the spread. That all favors Princeton. I'm going to back them plus the points in this basketball game and a game that I think comes down right to the wire. Another buzzer-beating shot with the winner advancing... Give me Princeton plus the points for my complimentary play in this particular basketball game. And with that, Victor, let's shift over to a Friday marquee matchup. And this is a highly bandy talked about basketball game when number 10, Wichita, takes on number seven, Dayton And Wichita, as we talked about earlier on in the show, perhaps a little bit, if you will, of an underseeded basketball team, a team ranked in the top 10 in the nation in the polls, but yet seeded number 10 in this basketball game. How do you see the Shockers and the Flyers faring out on Friday?
2: Well, one thing that you definitely got right in this game is the fact that uh, it's one of the more controversial games. Uh, Perhaps it should be the other way around. Maybe Wichita State the 7 and Dayton the number 10. Some are saying Wichita State the best number 10 seed of all time in the NCAA tournament. And guess what? They're favored by six points currently against Dayton. Now, the line has come down, but first off, the lines makers have definitely acknowledged that Wichita State is the team that deserved to be the favorite. They open at seven and a half, but they are down to six points as there is some Dayton underdog action coming in on this particular game. Weird one, controversial. Let's talk about the over-under. It opened at 148 as we speak on Wednesday morning when we record the podcast here it has come down two and a half points to 145 and a half. And like our first game, I'm going to be kind of fading the line move and making my move when the line bottoms out. And I am liking some over action in this game. The Flyers from Dayton come in pretty good over team in the season, 17 and 12 over under overall. And a team very, very similar to the Princeton team that we talked about earlier. They started 1-6 over-under in conference play in the A-10 conference for the Dayton Flyers. However, they flew over the total in 11 of their last 12 games to finish the season. The 1-under was in the very, very last game, which was their 1-and-done in the A-10 tournament. That upset loss against Davidson. So a, a big-time finish for over-betters in regards to Dayton Flyers finishing 11 and 1 over under they went 8 and 2 over under on the season in their road games they have a offense averaging 77 points per game allowing 67 points per game they're number 136 in tempo or pace of play that does put them in the upper half of the college basketball world on the flip side you got the Wichita State team 16 13 and 2 over under on the season for Wichita State, a little bit of a reversal compared to their opponent in this game. This was a team that was a great over-team in December and January, going 10-1 and over-under for the Shockers. But they closed their season on a 4-9-1 and over-under record in their last 14 games. And that included a shutout of three straight unders in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament for Wichita State. They went under by two points. These are pretty close, though. Under by two points against Bradley. Under by three and a half points against uh, Missouri State. And finally, under 11 points against Illinois State. What I do like about Wichita State is get them out of the conference. Get them in non-conference action. And they're a pretty good over-team. Five and one over-under last six non-conference games for the Shockers. So, Mark, very similar to our first game. I'm going to fade the line move. I'm going to let this line get down to maybe 143.5 to 144 and then make my move on the over, thinking there's going to be some points scored here between Dayton and Wichita State on Friday in the NCAA tournament.
1: Victor King goes over the total in the Wichita State-Dayton basketball game, 144 the total you're expecting to see come tip-off. We'll keep an eye on that particular move as well. And as I talked about, this is one of the more controversial games involving Wichita State, a team seeded number 10, in the tournament. The odds makers didn't like the move. They made then the favorite, a favorite, a number 10 seed favorite, six points over a number seven seed. That's a no no in our books. We call those higher seeded dogs in the first round of the tournament here. There's a reason Wichita State is seeded number 10 by the tournament here. I do not want to discredit the NCAA basketball tournament. They know what they're doing. As Andy Isco mentioned earlier about Syracuse being in the tournament last year when everybody thought they shouldn't, they made it to the Final Four. This is a basketball team that they don't hold in high esteem, largely because of the neighborhood in which they live. That's the Missouri Valley Conference where not a lot of respect is given to that particular conference. We saw that when Illinois State was not invited into this tournament here. And perhaps, just perhaps, as we called out in the Playbook Tournament Guide, one of the reasons Wichita State is a number 10 seed is the fact that they went up against three other fellow tournament teams this year, and they lost all three of those games, both straight up and against the spread. They've been romping against high schools, if you will, but they can't seem to step up against the big boys. Dayton Flyers a number seven seed here in this tournament. If you look at this makeup of their work here, Arch Miller, their head coach is a terrific basketball coach. He's going to be in a major program here, probably sooner than we think, probably somewhere in the big 10. His team won more conference tournament games this year than they ever have in school history, 15 of them in the Atlantic 10 this year. They lost only three Atlantic 10 games away from home this basketball season. This team knows how to win games away from their home floor. They've been an underdog six times this year, has Dayton. They won four of those games straight up on the scoreboard, going four, one, and one against the spread. They're 3-0 to the spread as dogs off back-to-back losses since Arch Miller has been the head coach there. And the kicker that's game to me is, talk about Miller as a dog. How about as a dog of more than four points in his career with Dayton? Miller is 14-3-2 the spread, including 7 and one to the spread against greater than 800 opposition. The greater the opponent, the greater the effort you get from the Dayton Flyers. I'll play Dayton plus the points over Wichita for my side in that big basketball matchup. Don't you go away. When we come back, we're gonna join in with Brian Blessing, our good friend in Las Vegas. We're gonna find out what's going on with the Fire Fan games, the Fire Madness games with Brian Blessing. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Hey
0: sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll free at 1 844 900 2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user friendly mobile site for on the go action. What are you waiting for? Come join MyBookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to MyBookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest. Only the best. Only at MyBookie.ag. Sign up today. Think
3: you know sports? Sports. Let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game. Now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at firefan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan. It's fun, it's social, it's competitive, it's interactive, it's free, and it's going to change the way you approach game day at firefan.com. Play by yourself. Form a league, do live chats, and get in the game today at FireFan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code VegasFireFan. That code again is Vegas FireFan. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code VegasFireFan now at FireFan.com.
1: And welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King on our special March Madness playbook edition of the Against the Spread podcast show. And with that, we're hopping out to Las Vegas once again and joining our good friend Brian Blessing, a radio host in Las Vegas and also one of our good friends in Team Vegas at the Fire Fan Sports app that Victor and I participate in. Brian, how's everything going for you with March Madness kicking off this weekend?
5: Oh, Mark, crazy, as you know. I mean, you and I have spoken several times. You're going crazy getting your newsletter together and the days run together. Did a seminar last night out at Sunset Station. Had a great turnout for that. And uh, honestly, there there's no better place to be, uh, selfishly, I would say, uh, for March Madness than to be in Las Vegas. In morning, noon, and night, uh, a great buzz. I think it's bigger and better than the Super Bowl out here the first four days.
1: That's the feeling I got, Brian, when I was out there for March Madness. Quite a buzz for March Madness tournament games. And you mentioned you did that seminar with my friends Andy Isco on the show. He joins us on the show every year, and my good buddy Hank Goldberg. How did the seminar work out this year?
5: Oh, we had a great turnout, and um, it was good to you know to catch up with Hank, and he he was there, and you know we did our basketball, had a nice dinner afterwards, and. Uh, got to talk about some horses, <laughs> I got, I got a, <laughs> I got a Kentucky Derby future. I got a horse running in the rebel Stakes Saturday. So we were kind of comparing notes and talking ponies too. So, uh, it, that, you know what, Mark, what, isn't it? I, I would throw it back at you. It's one of the joys of what we do. There's a lot of cool people, a lot of fun and uh, how fortunate we are that we get to do this, uh, for a living and in, in talk and watch sports and you meet a lot of interesting characters. That's for sure.
1: Oh, we sure do, Brian. Uh, our love for horses, our love for sports, it's a, a common thread, no doubt about that. One of our other common threads is Fire Fan, And we've been knee-deep in the Fan since the app launched on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, they were doing NFL football. Today, as we speak, you can play NBA basketball, March Madness tournament games, Major League Baseball is right around the corner. And uh, I know Brian Victor King also joins us with March Madness. Victor. How are you liking the March Madness tournament games thus far on FireFan and playing the game itself?
2: Fantastic. You know, the NFL games were great, but the NBA games and now the college basketball games just as good. We're looking forward to them expanding into soccer. We got Major League Baseball coming up, but what what really has us geeked up is of course the uh, fire madness, the March Madness, Fire Madness tournament play where they're giving out all sorts of great prizes here. And uh, I look forward to playing with uh, all of our Team Vegas guys. And there are some really, really good prizes there, uh, Brian. We got the luxury five-night Hawaiian vacation. We got the Fire Madness giveaway. The more rounds and the more live games you participate in, the better the chances to win one of those amazing uh, 15 prizes.
5: Oh, you know, the rewards are a fun aspect of it, guys. I just just think the... The, the cool thing about it is the camaraderie and, uh, you know, the chats and it, it, for, I think, specifically uh, the people that are going to join in and play uh, with us in the Team Vegas League, uh, you know, part of those chats, uh, we get to share our opinions and discuss upcoming games, and people are certainly focused on them for a variety of reasons. So we have, some, we have a lot of fun in the games themselves. They're competitive. Uh, but other than that, we also get to talk about upcoming games and get other people's right. opinions. And give our own out,
1: too. You know, it's fun. That's what's really nice, guys, is the chat inside of the Fire Fan Games, especially at Team Vegas. We've got a, a group of guys in Team Vegas that are all Vegas-oriented. Uh, we all have a same common denominator. We love games. We love uh, wanting to know who's going to beat the spread in those games. And we share a lot of thoughts and comments on those. I'm going to be hosting a Team Vegas uh, FireFan game Thursday. Brian's going to host a game Friday. Victor's also Team Vegas 7. He's going to be hosting games. So we're going to encourage everybody, if you don't yet have your FireFan app, all you need to do is to log on at FireFan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan. That's Vegas Fire fan. Join in the action. Join Team Vegas. Join Brian Blessing, Victor King, myself, and a host of others from Las Vegas as we play Team Vegas on FireFan each and every day. And, Victor, I know that you're really piling up the points playing that game as well. you got to be loving it.
2: Yeah, I like the NBA game a lot, too. You know, we got some uh, uh, pals up there in Canada that are helping us uh, out as well. And uh, I'm liking this NBA game. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to the baseball coming up, too.
1: Yeah, Jeff Kabasiak, Coobs, Coobs, Hoops, he does a great job also on our Fire yep. Fan game. Uh, so we're looking forward to playing Fire Fan all throughout March Madness. You can take part of Fire Madness. At FireFan, log on to FireFan.com. Use that promo code VegasFireFan to get your free app, start playing the games with us. And Brian, before I let you go, I know our listeners, because you have the same love that we have for these March Madness tournament games. What game catches your interest that Brian Blessing will be having a lot of interest in on opening round games? Uh, You know what,
5: Mark? for me, uh, the game Friday, I said no matter who it was going to be, which is maybe a a weird way to do it. Obviously, you wait and see. If if they ended up with Virginia, it might have been a different matchup. But I I have followed the MAC, the Metro Atlantic, and the Atlantic 10 were conferences that I really focus on annually and have a good read on these teams. Uh, Specifically, Iona on Friday against Oregon. Uh, Oregon was kind of a polarizing team, a three seed, and everybody thought they'd be a two, but they became a three. Likely because of the injury to Boucher, uh, but Iona can score against anybody. Uh, the rub is, no matter who they play, they can't stop anybody. And across the board, I would even say, watch Metro Atlantic teams, uh, even in the NIT. Monmouth flew over the total last night. Uh, the game Friday, the total's 151 and a half. Uh, I think Boucher's absence will hurt Oregon in the long run, but I think it gives Iona an opportunity to score a little bit more in this game, and the the disparity in talent will be uh, pretty apparent as the game goes on. I I think it's a track meet, Mark. Iona, Oregon, the total is 151.5. Even without Boucher, I I think the game uh, is going to be in the 80s. So I I think the game should comfortably go over the total. That's game 841-842. Iona, Oregon on Friday,
1: over 151.5. That from Brian Blessing in Las Vegas likes the Iona-Oregon game to fly over the total for his complimentary play on our special podcast show. And by the way, our our listeners right now, be sure to check out at Vegas, uh, I should say at Vegas, I should say at playbook.com. Brian Blessing and I are going to do an audio and a video, if you will, about the Fire Fan March Madness game. So check that out, our video for Fire Fan March Madness at playbook.com with Brian Blessing and myself. It'll be posted on the website here on Thursday. Brian, I'm going to thank you once again for joining us on the show this week. Wish you the very best of luck and look forward to playing with you in Fire Madness at firefan.com throughout the tournament.
5: And I would just say very quickly that Mark will be uh, on Sportsbook Radio. He's normally on with me on Wednesdays. Uh, I guess Friday we're going to do it, Mark, so we'll get our first look at the games Thursday and maybe even be able to preview some of the later games Friday and then the second games so for those Thursday teams on Saturday so that'll be Friday on Sportsbook Radio uh, and that's at sportsbookradio.com.
1: Uh, Mark Victor, always a pleasure guys. Our pleasure as well Brian Blessing. Thanks for joining us and wish you the best of luck in the tournament. Don't go away guys. When we come back Victor and I are going to put the final wraps on this show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week and other top complimentary notes on the March Madness tournament when we're back after this brief commercial break.
0: Need, Guaranteed. That's mybookie.a as in apple and g as in games. Tell them Mark Lawrence sent you. Only the biggest. Only the best. Only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. There's
3: a storm coming. A firestorm. Get ready to raise your game. Because watching sports will never be the same. Introducing FireFan. It's a game changer. Finally, a sports app that puts you into the game. You predict the scores. You call the plays all in real time while you watch and compete against celebrities, friends, family, and other diehard sports fans. The more you call it, the more points you can achieve. Be a loyal fan and earn loyalty rewards. Don't miss the hottest sports app of the year, FireFan. Ignite your passion. Download your FireFan app today at FireFan.com. Enter player rewards code, FREEFIREFAN. That's player rewards code, free FREEFIREFAN. Play the game. Fan the fire. Earn rewards. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his aw- 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 awesome angle of the week.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence, and we're going to our awesome angle of the week on the NCAA basketball tournament card this week. We call it 17-up, not 7-up, but 17-up. And what we're looking to do is to play on any NCAA tournament dog in the first round of the tournament. That's off a straight-up favorite loss. If this team won 17 or more games last year and they're facing a sub-700 opponent that's off a loss. These 17-and-up teams are 16-and-5 against the spread in NCAA tournament games. That's a 76% winning a- <clears throat> excuse me angle, and our play is on Marquette, the Eagles of Marquette, for our awesome angle play on the opening round tournament card this week. And before we put the final wraps on the show this week, I want to get our complimentary play from Victor King from King Creole Sports, and also, Victor, if you would, let our listeners know what you bet on tap at King Creel Sports this weekend.
2: You got it, Mark. I'm going to throw out some over-under opinions. These are my uh, preliminaries uh, from looking at the card uh, earlier this week. We'll settle on what we'll eventually have, of course, on the day of the games. First off, let me just throw out the top five over-teams in the NCAA tournament. Wake Forest twenty-one and eight. That's twenty-one overs and eight unders. Michigan nineteen and twelve. South Dakota State nineteen and twelve. Iowa State eighteen and twelve. And Iona nineteen and thirteen. Yeah, they got over potential definitely in their first round game. Your top five under teams in the NCAA tournament are led by our boys down here in South Florida. The Miami Florida Hurricanes are nine and twenty over under on the season. Villanova twelve and twenty two. Virginia, Mark, you mentioned Virginia. They're an under machine. You got that right. 10 and 19 over under on the season. North Carolina, 11 and 20. And then that surprise team from the Big Ten Conference, Northwestern, 11 and 18 over under on the season. Your top five over and under teams in the big dance. Our preliminary opinions, Mark. Thursday, North Dakota, Arizona over the total. Vanderbilt Northwestern under the total. VCU St. Mary's under the total on Friday. Hope we got a sharp pencil here. Oklahoma State, Michigan over the total. Michigan State, Miami under the total. Of course, we just mentioned Miami. And then Rhode Island, Creighton under the total as well. Mark, let me close with the fact that I know this is a college basketball show, but i got to throw some NBA out there because me, Kurt, Bob, Norm, the four guys from our King Creole Handicapping Service, we're all geeked up about the NBA. In fact, we've gone 16-4 and in our plays since the resumption of play in pro basketball after the All-Star break. Really nice 16-4 and run since then. In fact, if you go to the sportsmonitor.com website, our King Creole Service is currently number one in the country in NBA for the season. We're about 16 games over 500 for the season, and that's amongst handicappers that have put up at least eight plays or more, something we're very proud of. we got a really good handle on the NBA these days, and there could be some great under-the-radar value in pro basketball with so much focus, so much attention on the NCAA tournament, the College Insiders tournament, the College Basketball Invitational tournament. Value in the NBA. Don't forget the NBA during these next 7 to 10 days as well. Uh, Join us, our selections from King Creole, at the Playbook.com website. Again, we're currently ranked number one in the country for the season. And here's four NBA over-unders for you as well. utah Cleveland over the total on Thursday night. Cavaliers-Jazz. San Antonio-Memphis under the total on Saturday. Consider that one. Minnesota, New Orleans under the total. That's the Pelicans and the Timberwolves on Sunday. Consider that one. And finally on Monday, Atlanta, Charlotte under the total on Monday. in The Southeast Division clash. Don't forget the NBA during this time period. And best of luck to all. And a great job for our playbook team in the newsletter too, Mark.
1: Victor King from King Creole Sports with a bunch of information for you to take note of as we move forward throughout the March Madness Tournament and NBA games. And speaking of which, Victor will continue to publish his NBA report special editions. Look for his first NBA report, complimentary free online at playbook.com. We'll be posting that on Thursday. And it's also part of a special $29 package offer that we're offering. You can get the Playbook NCAA Tournament March Madness Guide, the Playbook Sweet 16 Tournament Guide, and all of the remaining NBA reports from Victor King through the end of the NBA basketball regular season for just $29 complete. It's a great offer to take advantage. Log on now at playbook.com to get your newsletters in line just in time for March Madness and the basketball games coming up ahead. Before I get to my complimentary play on the show this week, I want to remind you that our friends at MyBookie are offering up to a $3,000 sign-up bonus for anybody opening up a new account or depositing funds into your account. All you need to do is log on at mybookie.ag or call toll-free 1-844-866-2378. That's 1-866, or I should say 1-844-866-BETS. For a $3,000 sign-up bonus, the promo code is PLAYBOOK at our friends at mybookie.ag. And to put the final wraps in the show this week, my complimentary play on the NCAA opening round tournament card is on Xavier. This comes from our playbook tournament guide newsletter magazine. And simply put, Xavier is a mind blowing 21 and four to the spread in NCAA tournament games since 2004, including 11 and one as a dog. This is a basketball team that was really ravaged with injuries throughout the season here uh, they lost their starting point guard, but uh, have rebounded back just in time throughout the conference tournament games to get ready for this tournament here. They're going to take on Maryland, a basketball team that has not fared well in the NCAA tournament. Coming to this contest, their head coach Mark Turgeon is just one and six to the spread his last seven NCAA tournament games. This is one of those eleven versus six seeds that Andy Isco referred to earlier on. We're going to play the eleven seed Xavier plus the points against Maryland for my complimentary play on the show this week. And once again, a quick reminder, download your copy now of the playbook March Madness Tournament Guide newsletter. You'll be glad you did in time for the games this weekend. That's going to put the final wraps in this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread special podcast. I want to thank Victor King from Keen Creole Sports. Andy Isco joining us from Vegas from The TheLogicalApproach.com. Our great friend Brian Blessing from SportsbookRadio.com also joining us on the show. And until next week with our special Sweet 16 edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you once again to always remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.